Well, like yesterday, we have a message very clearly being given to, given to us about humility. First of all, we have the great reading of the Philippians hymn, one of the oldest things that we know of the Christians composing that Paul is quoting here today. Yes, we've heard it twice in the last seven weeks already on Sundays, but here it is again. It's wonderful. Our gospel passage speaks of humility. And then we have another saint today who speaks about humility, Charles Borromeo. So as we listen to this hymn one more time, really listen. I think it even has the word humble in it. The gospel passage, we heard Matthew's version of this parable a few weeks ago, but this is a little different. So listen to what Luke is emphasizing. Let us ask God for the grace to have the virtue of humility. Well, this is chapter 14 of Luke. Back in chapter 13, Jesus spoke of the narrow gate. He said that we should strive to enter the kingdom of heaven through the narrow gate, that there are many who think that they will enter who will not. But there will be people from the east and the west and the north and the south who will be there, setting up this idea of a reversal of expectations. And maybe you haven't noticed it, but this is the third passage in a row where Jesus has been talking at this one meal. First, he talked with those who are invited. And he said, don't sit at the top part of the table. Sit at the bottom and be asked to come up. And then yesterday, he told the person giving this dinner that he should invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And then today, we have this parable. One message here. Don't presume that you've checked the right boxes on being a faithful Christian. It's about relationship with God, relationship with the master. We can always find excuses. You don't have to work that hard to find an excuse to do something you don't want to do. I mean, the three excuses given today are pretty lousy. I bought five yoke of oxen, and now I'm going to evaluate them. No, you don't do that. You evaluate them, and then you go buy them. You know, it's sort of like, I, I can't go out tonight, I have to wash my hair. I mean, yeah, it's an excuse, but, you know. The issue is not if we have a good excuse. The issue is whether we have accepted God's invitation. Charles Borromeo was somebody who had lots of invitations in his life. He was from a wealthy family, but he insisted on austere living. His family, by rights, received the, all, all that was produced by this one religious abbey, and he said, we will only keep what we must have for subsistence. The rest belongs to the poor. His uncle then became the pope, and he appointed Charles a cardinal. And Charles, instead of using this rank as many cardinals did in those days for personal gain, pushed for the reform of the church. He was the main organizer of the third portion of the Council of Trent. He was the key person in the world in establishing seminaries. He called the clergy of Rome to live more simply. And when he was later assigned to be um, the bishop of, I think it was Milan, they said, oh gosh, it's not going to be any fun to live here anymore because he's going to make it like Rome. We're going to actually have to work and be holy again. 
After his elder brother died, his family put great pressure on him to leave the priesthood and become married because that was the only way the family would uh, keep its name and income. But he refused. Our first reading from Philippines. Jesus humbled himself, taking human form, hanging out with the outcasts of our society. In many ways, he's not the master in this parable. He's the servant. The servant who went out to invite people. The servant who went out to those on the highways and the hedgerows. Do you realize those are the people who were so outcast that they were locked out of the city at night? The servant, following the master's commands, had to fight to let them even get into the city, let alone to get to the banquet. Let's not just consider ourselves to be invited into the banquet. What are we doing to invite others? If we need an excuse for why we don't invite others, we'll easily find one. However, in refusing to share the invitation, we ourselves reject our own invitation. Holy Spirit, open our hearts.